Welcome to the Liberty Experts Podcast, where all your liberty questions are answered, discussed, and debated by experts. Now, here are your liberty experts, Tim Moen and David Birnbaum. Hello, Tim. How's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good, Dave. We've got snow on the ground here in uh, northern Alberta, a little early for my liking, but, uh, you know, it's starting to feel a little bit like winter. If we're going to be locked down, we might as well have cold weather outside, I suppose, hey? <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, I'm, I'm in a better mood than our last set of recordings, and I think our last set helped me kind of, like, think through what I was doing, so I appreciate that very much, and the listeners who are on our journey, too. Um, yeah. So that's good. Today, I wanted to dive right in to talking about mentorship. Um, mm. You know, so I'm, I run BTI Media, helps produce this show and my other shows. Check it out, btimedia.org. Um, but I'm, I've hired my first employee. I'm hiring, I've been hiring some contractors. I just hired my first co-op uh, through the University of Waterloo co-op program. Recommend it if anyone's looking to hire as well. But, um, and I'm, I've been really thinking about like, well, it's obviously additionally difficult because it's remote because of COVID and stuff or because of the lockdowns. Um, but I'm wondering, yeah, I'm interested in how you think about mentorship, right? You, you lead a political party. You kind of, I'm assuming, have a mentorship role there. You were a fire chief or some, something like a fire chief. So you obviously, and even still, you're like the old guy in the fire department. So you yeah. mentor the new guys. So I'm interested in kind of hearing uh, your thoughts on on mentorship and and just kind of exploring that topic. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's super important to have mentors. I uh, I've had mentors my whole life. Um, you know, I have, uh, and and now it seems like the older I get, the younger my mentors get. Um, you know, and I have mentors in different areas, right? It's like, um, uh, you know, I, I'm looking at taking on more of a leadership role in the fire department. So I have a guy that I, I hit up for advice and mentorship there. Uh, when I, when I want to, you know, learn about social media or what's going on, what are the latest trends? You know, I have some young people I talk to that I look up to in that realm. So yeah, I think, I think mentorship is really important. Um, and, and, you know, I, I I kind of see it as a duty to some degree to to be a mentor. It's not like it, it's a it's a coerced obligation that you have or anything like that. But I kind of see it as a sense of that, that there's a per, sense of personal responsibility I have, and I think it's good to have to mentor others, right? In what you're what you're good at, and so at work I do well. I have paramedic, a paramedic student right now that is kind of like uh, being mentored by me. And, um, you know, he's, he's learning the tools of the trade. I, throughout my career, I've um, helped people slide into their role as firefighters and, and, you know, uh, taught them how to deal with stress and how to deal with the job and different things like that. So, um, you know, and, and I, and paying it on because I've had mentors that have done the same for me and I wouldn't be the man I am today if it weren't for them. And so how do you actually think about it? Like, you know, cause there's a, this idea, well, I could just not think about it much and just you right. know help someone as, you know, when they ask for advice or I just, but, or do you kind of try and think about it, especially if you think it's sort of like an obligation or duty to pay it forward? Um, you know, do you think it's important to really know what advice you're giving? Um, 
Yeah, I I think you know I haven't I haven't really thought about mentorship per se, uh, and now I'm feeling like maybe I should uh, think about it a bit more. But I've certainly thought about um, what essentially is mentorship in specific contexts, right? So I'm I'm being a preceptor for a paramedic student. What is my role there, and, and what does it mean? And and you know some preceptors when they're given that role, say, well, my job here is to be the judge, to see if that paramedic student cuts the, cuts the mustard, if they, they clear that bar that I've set for my standards of what a paramedic student should be. I look at it much differently. Uh, obviously, they have to be competent, but my goal is to get them over that bar. It's not to be the, a judge. It's to actually engage with them and help them clear that bar. And I think that's how I think about um, any role that, that I'm a mentor in. It's, it's my job. And, and this, you know, mentorship, it can almost be used here synonymously with leadership. You know, yeah. a, a, a leader's proper role is to remove the need for leadership. And a mentor's proper role is to remove the need for their mentorship. You're trying to work yourself out of a job in a sense. And, you know, that, that involves clearing obstacles, helping people learn to deal with obstacles and not just sitting back and judging whether they're, they're doing good enough or not. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And when you said that, two things came to mind. One was very much that kind of, it's almost a, like a leadership meme where it's like the boss versus the leader, whereas the boss is sitting right. on the chariot, yelling at people to pull it versus the leader is at the front helping pull the chariot. Exactly. Um, exactly. And I thought like, you know, when, you know, so I've, my, my students been working for three days and it's like, no, I want to establish what goals we're working to achieve together. And, you know, if I help him succeed in that, that will have been mentoring him. And, and perhaps it's not as broad because it's a, like right now, it's very specifically task oriented. Um, it's not like he's developing into a role. Um, but I think like, yeah, we, I want to be working with him towards a goal and enabling him to achieve that versus, yeah, telling him to do something and then judging whether or not he's accomplished that. And I think, I yeah. mean, you say it brings in leadership. To me, it also brings in the idea of like, what is a proper parent? A proper parent is a leader and a mentor, right? It's it's not about dictating your children's uh, life and then judging if they meet your standards, which many parents do. It's about, you know, okay, helping your child have a certain goal and then working together to achieve his goal or her goal. Right. Um, and so I think right. it's kind of, these seem all to fit in together for me. Yeah. And one of the challenges you'll find stepping, you know, it, it, you know, I think it's almost, um, it's almost antithetical to say, okay, I'm going to be a mentor. Here's how I'm going to do it. And now let's find myself a mentee kind of thing. Um, because I've, I've, and this is just based on experience. Um, I've tried to do that, right? Like I, I would love to find a mentee to groom, to be leader of the libertarian party. You know, I, I'd love to have some succession planning going on here yeah. and find someone. And I've tried that. And, and, um, you know, if the person isn't all that interested or if they jump ship, it kind of doesn't work. Right. And, and all the best mentor mentee relationships I've had have always been, uh, where, uh, the mentee seeks out the mentorship of the mentor. And where people have come to me and said, hey, can you give me a hand with this? Or, hey, can you help me clear this bar? Teach me how you do what you do. And um, that always works better than me going to someone and saying, hey, I see a lot of potential in you. I would like to mentor you and bring you up, right? 
And, you know, sometimes I think that can work, but it really requires that the other person wants it and isn't just doing it to kind of go along or think that those are the steps and they need to genuinely want it. Um, So, yeah. I was, uh, you know, heavily involved in student politics. I was a student leader and stuff. And I even gave sessions on succession planning or succession. Yeah, succession planning, right? How to kind of try and build this pipeline it just doesn't work right like if you don't have the people and especially if you're trying to be a certain type of leader or whatever if you don't have people who line up with that as much as you try it's not gonna resonate with them because it's 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 more complicated than just what the role is supposed to be it's very much who that person is right yeah that that's right and um you know, I think you can in organizations build an environment that kind of fosters um, people wanting to do better, people wanting to get mentors to go to the next level. But I don't think you can necessarily lay out the, the specific path for them to get there mm-hmm. and write like some sort of algorithm that that you do step A, then step B, then step C, that leads to step, you know, step D. Because um, it, again, we have to think about this. That's kind of like central planning mentorship, right? And it really needs to be driven from the individual level, seeking yeah. out that leadership. And so what you can do as a leader, um, if you want people to rise in your organization and take on more responsibility is uh, make make your uh, leadership more attractive to them, right? How does it serve their need? And the way I like to think about it is, you know, leadership is attraction. People are attracted to uh, a core of, of dignity, self-empowerment, and, and kind of autonomy, right? Mm-hmm. And so anytime you meet resistance, and I put resistance in quotations here in an organization, it's not that people are resistant to what you have to say so much as they're attracted to that thing in them that gives them autonomy. And, and so your goal then as leader is to say, here, here's how I can help you get even more autonomy, increase your choices, become even better version of yourself in this organization and rise and, and meet your goals. Uh, and by the way, but by you doing that, it also achieves the organization's goals and my goals and everyone's goals. Um, and, and so, so that's the that's the trick of leadership is to and and so you want to create an environment where you have that kind of leadership and um, you know so for example when I was deputy chief in my organization um, I, I had a couple people come to me with their own ideas about their their career path and and like education and development and so I helped them walk through um, you know kind of organizational obstacles and connect them to one guy was taking. Um, the same leadership degree I took the other, another guy wanted to take this fitness certification. Now, both these guys are doing great work in the organization. One in the fitness realm, who's he's helping train other firefighters to be physically fit and, and achieve their personal goals. And again, guys are going to him voluntarily because they recognize him as an authority or as someone that can mentor them, including me. I've gone to the guy for advice and training tips. Um, the other guys is doing organizational research and and that will be really valuable to the organization. These guys came to me. I didn't seek them out, but we have created a, an environment where these guys know that they will get organizational support if they um, have some educational uh, goals or, and, and want to see a path forward in the organization themselves. And, and so, you know, I think we can remove paths in the organization by by having that kind of, uh, I guess, fertile or nurturing environment where people 
see that they have some autonomy and that they can advance forward. If, if you're a, an authoritarian and, and you're very rigid in the way you approach your organization and say that this is the only path forward and you got to jump through these hoops, you're not likely to have those types of guys reveal themselves uh, and it's all going to be about compliance rather than people genuinely trying to achieve something and bring the organization up with them. Yeah, and this is something I really care about. Obviously, I'm starting to build my own businesses and I want to make sure it's a biz their businesses that people who come into it are they want to be autonomous, they want to grow as people and not just kind of execute my tasks, execute my demands. And it's especially, you know, if I'm hiring an intern, do I want an intern that's gonna maybe stumble but try and grow and be autonomous, right. or that I can just give a like a laundry list of things, tasks to execute, right? Um, yeah, and, and, and I'll and I'll just say, sorry, some some of the obstacles that the mental blocks that can get in your way of being a good mentor are, you know, as deputy chief, the thought did cross my mind that I'm providing this guy who's taking the same degree as me a pathway to take my job and to be my competition in the future, right? Um, you know, as a business owner, you might think, okay, well, if if I give this guy all sorts of knowledge, he could go off and become a competitor to me or Perfect. something like that. And, and so, you know, the way I like to think about that is, yeah, but that's my, that's the job of a leader. That's like next level mm -hmm. leadership is to train people to be your competition in a sense, to, to yeah. outdo you, to outshine you. And by, by providing them that support, you actually rise yourself. So, um, you know, all the best leaders that have mentored me in the past, that was one of their key things is that you you can't, you have to, you want to surround yourself with people that are better than you in a sense and, and have more talent and more potential than you, and then help them like try to achieve more than you could ever achieve. And by doing that, you actually, um, it seems paradoxical, but you actually uh, benefit uh, just as much, if not more, than that mentee. Yeah, that makes sense. I have, I have, I have three different tracks that I want to go down, and I don't know which to start. But on, on I suppose, on that exact note, I, I, you know, I recently watched the Last Dance, Michael Jordan's uh, series or whatever, and it mm -hmm. made me think, like, imagine how much he would have loved to have someone almost as good or better than him, or that pushed his competition, right? he would love to have someone on his team quote better than him because he'd prove them wrong. It would make him better. And I view it the same in business. If someone's really pushing me and my business, I just have to beat them. I have to be that much better. And you want that competition because it's almost like stagnation otherwise. Right. Well, but, but it's not even that it's not even that, that, uh, you know, iron sharpens iron kind of thing. It's that, um, the, the the goal the role of leadership of rising in an organization of having more people want to follow you and come to you to be a mentor is that you're really good at mentorship you're really good at raising people up past uh you, yourself or you know it, it's that kind of servant leadership mentality and and these leaders i mean the leaders i'm thinking about that have taught me this they are like at the top level of their organization now um you know other people may have more technical skills or more be more proficient in this area or that area but the really that's the paradoxical nature of leadership is that that um it, it's not just that you're you're trying to like be better than that person it's that um you just the act of mentoring being really good at mentoring someone puts you in a position where everyone really likes you. I mean, this guy that I'm helping with his um, research project and I connected him with this educational opportunity, 
that guy is going to have fond feelings towards me. And, you know, that is only going to serve me, you know, personally in the organization. And the more of those connections and the more of the, those kind of relationships you nurture, uh, the better off you're going to be that, the you know, and, and it was the same, let's say, uh, you know, with the media, for example, as the political leader, I've had some rough times, you know, I, I had this shooter in Moncton, uh, New Brunswick ha- had one of my memes at the top of his Facebook page that had to do with guns. This guy killed some cops. And so, you know, they were trying to pin the inspiration for this on libertarianism and me specifically, like I inspired somehow inspired a cop killer, which obviously would just devastated me. And the media was coming at me hard, but the local media people who had, I, who I'd been really nice to and been accommodating to, they liked me. They didn't want that corporate media story, that angle. So they, they protected me by simply regurgitating the, the press release that I gave them, which, you know, was great. So, so nurturing these kind of relationships and providing real value to people, even though, you know, you have this hesitancy because what if they are better than you? What if they take your job? What if they outcompete you or something like that? It, 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 nothing could be further from the truth in my experience. I want to shift to a different reason some people might be hesitant to play the role of mentor, which is imposter syndrome. I think people might think like, who am I to help someone? Like, I don't even have my stuff together. Who am I to, you know, try and mold someone else? Have you experienced that? Or what do you think about um, that issue? Oh, absolutely. I I feel like an imposter all the time. Um, You know, and I, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't make any bones about it either. When people come to me, I, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm not the, the a paragon of, of this thing that you want me to mentor. And I mean, there, there's probably a lot better people out there, but I'll, I'll teach you what I know and how I got to whatever, wherever I'm at. And, um, and, and that actually helps you as well. You know, the medical model for teaching is, uh, see one, do one, teach one, right? And so you watch the procedure, you do the procedure, then you teach someone else that procedure. And the third part of that, that teaching, that's essentially mentorship. And and it's part of the learning cycle because if you can teach someone what it is that you did uh, just now, um, it really ingrains it in your mind and makes you better at it. And so the act of mentorship even if you feel like an imposter, it almost makes you not an imposter because you get better at at that thing that you're mentoring people in because you have to figure out how to articulate it, how to teach it, what it is exactly that you do. And when you break it down like that, um, you understand what you do better and it clarifies right. it and it helps hone it. And it's even even like not you know task specific, but just generally like if I'm trying to mentor someone, you know, I'm, I'm doing this mindfulness stuff now. I'm trying to train people in mindfulness. It makes me really reflect broadly on a topic. If I'm trying to teach someone, how do I think about it? Why am I where I'm at? I didn't just get here. I mean, some people do, but I worked, I made decisions yeah. to get here. And so it, it almost like forces a deeper introspection. And I, that could be why some people are scared of it because, you know, some people are scared of that introspection. And so to really take on like, you know, people feel less responsible for themselves sometimes than they would for someone else. And so like, if, oh, I'm taking on responsibility for this other person, now I really need to know what I'm doing and why. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think some, a lot of times we take for granted that we, we know, you know, we sometimes think we know less than we do or that we've accomplished that less than we have. We just kind of, you know, like I, I did a podcast interview the other day with this guy and he read out my resume as, you know, as a person basically. And it was long and it was, it sounded pretty impressive. I'm like, holy crap, I have done a lot of shit in my life. I don't know where this kid got all this information on me, but wow. Um, I, I, you forget all the things that you've done and, you know, even like thinking as a paramedic, it just seems so easy. It's second nature to me. Like, uh, and I, and I, I feel kind of like an imposter because I've been doing it for so long. Like everything has changed in the, in the 25 years since I started my profession, we used to give precordial thumps where we'd give a bang on the chest. If they go in a car, you don't see that anymore. Like the drugs have changed every, you know, and so these kids coming out of school, I'm looking to them for mentorship in a sense, because they have all the latest protocols, the latest research, they're up on all the book knowledge, right? And I feel like an imposter because these kids are talking about stuff I've never even heard of sometimes. Right. But then again, they they have to come to me for preceptorship and I'm teaching them how to apply some of that stuff they learned in the real world and, and how you edit out all the extraneous information. Because as a paramedic student, there's a thousand things that are going through your mind and a thousand things you could focus on when you're on, on, on a scene. But the trick is to edit out all the stuff that isn't relevant and focus in on the stuff that's going to be relevant right here right now in this moment and that comes with years of experience and you and i forget about that right so you know and and mentorship in is kind of a two-way street for me in those situations because i learn from them and and they're learning from me yeah that makes a lot of sense um i i do you have any other thoughts on this i i'm i'm kind of I'm, I'm glad to have it kind of churning in my brain i have one other thought but it's kind of like on a tangential issue so i'm thinking maybe we'll do it another time but um yeah i i think it, this has been relatively valuable to me because it's just how to think about it broadly and and you know i suppose it connects me to other experiences i've had in the past um as well because you know i've i've been in a leadership role a lot before i just kind of didn't make the connections because i always kind of took it for granted and i was i could be more authoritarian in the past and so it's like right. remembering that no i wasn't always that way and it was only when people disappointed me that i turned that on but um, yeah i mean i you know I, I, again i'll reiterate the point of leadership as attraction right and you know you you one of the ways you can kind of um throw a monkey wrench into the works here is if you think too much about mentorship in terms of, okay, I got to be an amazing mentor and I got to lift this kid up and I got to help him be something. Um, you know, I, I would fo focus on putting the offer out there and then being an exemplary leader where he feels comfortable to come to you for advice and, and grow something with you. Um, you know, I'm thinking about a mentor I have right now who's helping me with fire leadership stuff. And, you know, I, I turned down a job, an amazing job offer recently that was above fire chief um, after having a conversation with this guy and him raising a few red flags that I hadn't thought of and, and different things like that. And, and I, I went to him because he said, listen, I don't do this for many people. I, in fact, I can't remember the last time I've done this, but 
I'm willing to be your mentor and uh, give you, you know, recommend you to, to employers and different things like that. I see a lot of talent in you, a lot of potential in you, and I don't take this commitment lightly. So I'm here, I'm at your disposal and I will be no matter where I'm at. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that. So that was powerful to me. Uh, to first of all, he recognized that I had a spark in me that could be nurtured and that he could help with, and that felt really good. And then just that open invite that I don't do, I don't put my time aside for anyone, uh, but I'm going to make a commitment to put it aside for you when you need that mentorship. And he has, and it's fantastic. So, yeah, it's, that'll lead into our next episode that I want to talk about the mentee side of it, actually. So uh, okay. everyone stay tuned for that. And thanks, Tim, for exploring this with me from the mentor side um, as well. No and everyone subscribe on YouTube, your favorite podcasting app, support us at thelibertyexperts.com. And uh, yeah, thanks for being with us. <laughs>